Today is the 27th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's wonderful to be here with you today as we come in and find ourselves around the global campfire. Find ourselves, even though we're all over the world, just knowing that we're not alone. No one ever listens to the Daily Audio Bible alone. Someone, somewhere... Many someone's, uh, many somewheres, normally it, it, it's, it's always happening. We're never alone. So it's great to be here with you now as we take the next step forward in our week and in our adventure through the scriptures. And we have begun the second book of the Old Testament, the book of Exodus. And we have met a person named Moses. And we'll be traveling uh, through the story of Moses and the rise of the children of Israel for a while now. The children of Israel have thrived and flourished in Egypt after Joseph's death, but they have also been enslaved. And uh, we learned of Moses in the, in the river, in the basket, and becoming Pharaoh's daughter, and killing an Egyptian, and fleeing, and then there's this burning bush that's not being consumed, and God is calling Moses to go back to Egypt, back to Pharaoh, and demand, uh, and demand the people's release. So let's pick up the story. Exodus chapter 4, verse 1 through 5, verse 21 today. But Moses responded, What if they do not believe me? And do not listen to my voice, but instead they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A staff. He said, Throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake. So he ran away from it. The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand to take it by the tail. He stretched out his hand and took hold of it, and it became a staff in his hand. The Lord said, This sign is being given to you, so that the Israelites will believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. The Lord also said to him, Put your hand inside your cloak. So he put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, his hand was leprous, as white as snow. Then the Lord said, Put your hand back inside your cloak. So he put his hand inside his cloak again, and when he took it out of his cloak, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. The Lord said, If they do not believe you, or do not respond to the first sign, they might believe because of the second sign. If they do not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, you are to take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry land. The water which you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry land. But Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, either in the past or more recently, or even since you started speaking to your servants. For my mouth and tongue are slow and clumsy. So the Lord said to him, 
Who made a mouth for people? Or who makes someone mute or deaf, able to see or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, and I will be with your mouth, and I will teach you what you will speak. But he said, Please, Lord, send someone else. And the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And the Lord said, What about Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Look, he is already coming out to meet you. He will be very glad to see you. You will speak to him and put the words into his mouth. I will be with your mouth and with his, and I will teach you what you are to do. He will speak to the people for you, so that it will be as if he were your mouth and you were God to him. You will also take this staff in your hand, the one with which you will perform the signs. Then Moses went back to his father-in-law Jethro and said to him, Let me go and return to my own people who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. The Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go, return to Egypt, for everyone who wanted to kill you is dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons, placed them on a donkey, and set out to return to the land of Egypt. Moses took the staff of God in his hand. The Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, Make sure that you perform in the presence of Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put into your hand. However, I will make his heart hard, and he will not let the people go. You will then say to Pharaoh, The Lord says, Israel is my son, my firstborn, and I have said to you, Let my son go to serve me, but you have refused to let him go. Watch out, I will kill your son, your firstborn. At a lodging place along the way, the Lord confronted him and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah took a flint blade, cut off her son's foreskin and cast it at his feet. Then she said, Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So the Lord left him alone. At that time, she said, bridegroom of blood, referring to circumcision. The Lord had said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went, met Moses at the mountain of God and kissed him. Moses told Aaron all the words that the Lord had sent him to speak and all the signs he had commanded him to perform. Moses and Aaron then went and gathered together every elder of the people of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses and performed the signs in the sight of the people. The people believed. When they heard that the Lord had paid attention to the Israelites and that he had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshipped. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so that they may hold a festival for me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, 
who is the Lord, that I should listen to his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I certainly will not let Israel go. They said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go on a three-day journey into the wilderness and let us sacrifice to the Lord our God so that he does not strike us with plague or sword. But the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their work? Get back to your forced labor. Pharaoh also said, look, the people of the land are now numerous and you are stopping them from doing their forced labor. That same day, Pharaoh commanded the people's taskmasters and overseers, do not give the people straw for making bricks anymore. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as they made before. Do not reduce it. You see, they are lazy. That is why they are crying out, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for the people so that they do their work and do not pay attention to lying words. So the people's taskmasters and overseers went out and told the people, This is what Pharaoh says, I will not give you straw. Go get straw for yourselves wherever you can find it. But there will be no reduction at all in your workload. So the people scattered all over the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters kept insisting, fulfill your daily quota just as you did when the straw was provided. The overseers whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had placed over the Israelites were beaten. The taskmasters demanded, why have you not fulfilled your quota yesterday and today as you did previously? And the Israelite overseers came and cried out to Pharaoh, Why are you doing this to your servants? No straw is given to your servants, yet they tell us, Make bricks. Look, your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people. But he said, Lazy. You are lazy. That is why you are saying, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now go, get to work. Straw will not be provided to you, but you will deliver the same quota of bricks. The Israelite overseers realized that they were in trouble when Pharaoh said you must not reduce anything from your daily number of bricks. When they left Pharaoh, they met Moses and Aaron, who were waiting to meet them. They said to Moses and Aaron, May the Lord look at you and judge you, because you have made us a stench to Pharaoh and his officials, and have put a sword into their hand to kill us. Matthew 18, 1-20 At that time, the disciples approached Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child, had him stand in the middle of them and said, Amen. I tell you, unless you are turned and become like children, 
you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives a little child like this one in my name receives me. But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a huge millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of temptations to sin. Temptations must come, but woe to that person through whom the temptation comes. If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to be thrown into the eternal fire with two hands or two feet. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away from you. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to be thrown into hell fire with two eyes. See to it that you do not look down on one of these little ones because I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man came to save what was lost. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go looking for that one that wandered away? If he finds it, amen. I tell you, he rejoices more over that one sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not wander away. In the same way, your Father in heaven does not want even one of these little ones to perish. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his sin just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have regained your brother. But if you will not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as an unbeliever or a tax collector. Amen. I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. I tell you again, if two of you on earth agree to ask for anything, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. In fact, where two or three have gathered together in my name, there I am among them. Psalm 22, 19-31 But you, O Lord, do not be distant. O my strength, come quickly to help me. Deliver my life from the sword, my only life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion, from the horns of the wild oxen you have answered me. I will declare your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. 
all you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Stand in awe of him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised nor detested the affliction of the afflicted. He has not hidden his face from him. But when he cried out to him, he heard. You are the source of my praise in the great congregation. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of those who fear him. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. May he live in your hearts forever. All the ends of the earth will be remembered and turned to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before you. For the kingdom belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will eat and bow down. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Descendants will serve him. For generations, people will be told about the Lord. They will come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet to be born, because he has done it. Proverbs 5 15 through 21. Drink water from your own cistern. Drink running water from your own well. Why should the water from your springs flow out into the streets, your streams of water into the public squares? They should be yours, yours alone. They are not for strangers to share with you. Let your fountain be blessed. Obtain your joy from the wife you married in your youth, who is a loving doe and a graceful deer. Let her breasts satisfy you at all times. Always be intoxicated with her love. Why should you be led astray, my son? by an immoral woman. Why embrace a woman who is not your wife? For the ways of a man are in front of the eyes of the Lord, and he weighs out all his paths. Okay, so, uh, wow, there's so much to talk about, you guys. Like, every day there's so much to talk about. Let's talk about the book of Exodus for a second, and let's touch on the book of Matthew. So in Exodus, we have met Moses. Obviously, the burning bush incident has occurred, and we we witnessed that today, and and God instructed Moses to go back and uh, supplied him with some signs that he could see, and knowing that he was going back with some actual power of God. And Moses is doing all kinds of backpedaling uh, about why he can't do what he's being asked to do and why he's not qualified to do what he's being asked to do and and he's he's telling God this who is speaking to him in a burning bush that is not being consumed it's uh, it's it's beautiful to watch God's patience 
how he's just having the conversation about all of the concerns that Moses has. And he's essentially saying, like, I see that you have these concerns, but I will be with you. And I am that I am. Like, I will be with you. You don't have to fear. You're not going alone. I'll go with you. And Moses just keeps backpedaling. I can't talk. I don't know how to form my words. I'm All these things. Until we reach another one of the really sad, sad scenes in the Bible. Because here is God. And, and, and we've watched the story unfold, right? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who became Israel, who had children, who were the children of Israel. Joseph going to Egypt the early children of Israel going to Egypt and becoming a massive people while in Egypt over four centuries, there was a promise. And Abraham was told all these things were before his progeny. And so now God is coming because the people have accumulated and are now ready to leave Egypt so that they can move toward the land of promise so that the promise can be fulfilled. And so God comes and calls this prophetic voice in Moses, go back, like you're going to lead my people out of Egypt. And Moses says, could you send somebody else? We can certainly put ourselves in the position of Moses and understand that what he's being asked to do is pretty serious. And uh, yeah, like his concerns are legitimate. Will the people listen to him? Will they pay attention to him? Like he's got to go back to a nation where he's wanted for murder. Like, Like he's being asked to do some big things. And so we can easily get into the into the mindset of Moses. But what about the heart of God in this situation? God has heard his people crying out. They have become a people and he has heard their cry and he has come for them. And he's being asked to find somebody else. You have to wonder how many times that has happened at critical points in our human story uh, when there was no one else. We have to look at our own lives when we're feeling the nudge, when we're feeling the pull, when we're being swept into something that God seems to be pulling us into and You know, always when you get a vision for something, the beginning of the story is always fun. It's a dream. But then when you have to do it, it's not a dream anymore. It's a very, very, very high mountain to climb. So we could think of how many times God has been asked to send somebody else throughout our history. And we can only imagine because if we look at our own lives, we realize... That's been us, too. That's that's been our voice to him, too. Thankfully, God is patient and perseverant, and Aaron comes, Moses' brother, and so they do go back, and the people believe them, and they 
are able to get before Pharaoh and speak the word of the Lord, right? So like through it all, at the end of it all, Moses obeyed and was given an audience before the Pharaoh of Egypt. And he was able to say in the ears of Pharaoh, the word of the Lord, let my people go. And of course, Pharaoh's like, who's the Lord? He didn't let the people go. Uh, actually, where we leave today's reading, he has withdrawn supplies for them to do their forced labor. And so now things have only gotten harder. Okay, let's push pause. Let's look at the story of the Bible so far. We don't have to review every story, but if we look at the ark, after after a word of the Lord, after a promise is given, things don't just get easy and just kind of sail downhill into the promise. They get harder and more difficult, and then the promise must be contended for, and that season of difficulty becomes a refining furnace that purifies this ark is over and over and over throughout the stories of the Bible. Take, for example, the story that we just read as we concluded the book of Genesis, the story of Joseph, who's having dreams as a child, but before those dreams are fulfilled, he's trafficked into slavery by his own family, right? falsely accused, thrown into a dungeon. Like, we know the story. It got way more challenging before the outcome became apparent. Joseph was refined by the time that Pharaoh called him up. He was ready to lead. We're going to watch the same thing happen to Moses. And then at some point, we might wonder why in the world it's happening to us. Misread the obstacles and challenges, become estranged from God and angry while missing the point that we were being refined and called up into the next thing for us. This is important context for our lives, and it's coming from the Bible. We move into the book of Matthew, and Jesus is asked a question, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Which is which is like the like the ver the worst question that could be asked based upon what Jesus is teaching about the kingdom. And so Jesus uh, uses a child as an illustration by uh, calling a child and, and saying, unless you're turned and become like children, you'll never even enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. We know these kinds of stories. We know Jesus' love for children. It's legendary. There's lots of paintings depicting it. Like, we know this. But are we hearing what he's saying? Because he's saying once again what he's been saying all along. The world is backward. It's all backward to the ways of God's kingdom. You become the greatest in God's kingdom by not even thinking about that. 
That's not the goal. Humble yourself like a little child if you want to be great in God's kingdom. I mean, it should be obvious to us how opposite the world is to what Jesus is saying. Because our cultures are normally about how much we can shine the light on us as individuals. We can't become superstars of God's kingdom and, and, and that the evidence of that be that we're on the cover of a magazine or of a best-selling book or any, like, that's not the evidence. The humility of a child in a person, at least according to Jesus, is the evidence. But we live in a culture that, that, that praises and worships individuality that the accomplishment that one person can do. But this is not the way of God's kingdom. So one of the last things that Jesus said in our reading today was, if two of you on earth agree to ask for anything, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. In fact, where two or three have gathered together in my name, there I am among them. He didn't say anything about one, which is not to say that God's presence does not exist if you are by yourself. What Jesus is laying out for us and what the Apostle Paul will unpack thoroughly for us is that this whole process is not about us getting to be more and more individual and unique and high and mighty and celebrated it is that we become aware that the separation that existed between us and God no longer exists which means the separation from each other also no longer exists for those who are in Christ we are being made one and Jesus specifically prays for that and Paul gives us useful language, the body. We are one body. The objective isn't to be the greatest in God's kingdom. The objective is to be overwhelmed by the fact that we are in it at all. And so, Father, we invite you into all that we've read as we launch into our week here, we, we find that we have asked you to send someone else just like Moses. We're all guilty of this. It's in us all. Uh, and we've all been less than humble like a child as we've represented you in this world. We, we have misrepresented you on a number of occasions and even had the audacity to blame you for things that you had nothing to do with. And so there's this kind of stuff comes up a lot because we struggle with these things. This is the battle. And we thank you for bringing these things up in your word so that we can wrestle with them so that they won't go away until they're dealt with. And so come Holy Spirit, help us to have the humility of a child today. Help us walk around this earth with wonder that we're here and wonder that there are others like us here 
and that we bear your image. Help us to be light in the darkness. Help us to be good in a world that is full of evil. Help us to continue to understand that the journey that we are ultimately on is a journey inward. That you are awakening things in our hearts. That you are awaken, awakening our hearts to your presence. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base, and it's where you find out what's going on around here. So stay connected in any way you can, and in any way that you will. The prayer wall is at the website. Um, different links to different social media channels and groups are there in the community section. Uh, the Daily Eddie Bible Shop is there with resources for this journey. So thank you for uh, staying connected. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com as well. There's a link on the homepage. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address, if you prefer, is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, you can hit the hotline button in the app, the little red button at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that is it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. It is no secret What God can do What he's done for others He'll do for you with arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. I'm hidden and him is calling. This may encourage someone today. I know what it is to be separated from siblings. I was removed from my home when I was just three years old and put into an orphanage because my dad drank so much that he abused my mom. But the neighbors would complain and eventually the social workers came in and removed all the kids from our home. And I can't even imagine what my mom must have gone through. All seven of us were removed. We were put into an orphanage, and we were separated. And, long story short, 52 years later, I prayed, every day I prayed, that I would be reunited with my baby sister. And 52 years later, God made this possible. We reunited on the same day that we buried our mom. It was bittersweet for me. 
because I said goodbye to my mom. But after 52 years, I put my arms around my baby sister and we embraced and I can't even tell you that feeling, what it felt like. Father Lord, I join my voice with that of countless brothers and sisters who are interceding for our sister Diana Davis. Father Lord of heaven, there is nothing you cannot do. We know that. Lord, you are a master orchestrator. You have orchestrated events in the lives of so many, many people, oh God, and you have not changed. Father, we ask that you will intervene tonight, oh God, that, Lord, you will step into this situation in the name of Jesus, that you will orchestrate events, oh God, in Diana's life. Father, in Elijah and Michael's lives, oh God, that you will make divine connections, interventions, oh God, and, and bring everything into their lives in the name of Jesus. And Father, because you told us to ask we are asking lord by faith we are asking for healing for elijah for michael even for diana herself because that is man's report lord we are trusting you lord of heaven is there anything difficult for you you said oh god that you have exalted your word above your name and you said you will never leave us nor forsake us you said ask and you will receive seek and you will find father we are asking we're knocking oh god have mercy have mercy let her obtain mercy in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, help her to find grace to help her in this her time of need. In Jesus' name. Michael, brother from Texas, I also heard your prayer request. I am praying for intervention in your daughter's case. In the name of Jesus. Father, we're tired of hearing of these cases of cancer. Father, Lord, will you touch our community? In the name of Jesus. Lord of heaven, heal. Lord, hear. Lord, touch. Lord, have mercy. In the name of Jesus. Kathleen, I'm praying for your daughter in Abu Dhabi. As soon as I heard your prayer request, I have not stopped praying. God bless you all. This is Biola from Miriam. This is Dr. John in Illinois. I was listening to the DAB this morning. This is January the 21st and was so overwhelmed again at how the DAB gathered together, they pray, and they intervene for each other. And this is 2 Corinthians 1. Verse 8, it says, We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. We thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God, who raises the dead. And he rescued us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. And you are helping us by praying for us then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. There's power in unity, DAB family. And I'm so encouraged to listen to that. The love and the care and the concern we have for our community is just overwhelming. Sister Diane that has the cancer and has the two children that are autistic. Sister, we're standing with you. For these that call in that feel like there's nothing left and you have you have nowhere to go you are in despair remember god has rescued us and he will do it again and i would ask the dab family would you stand together can we stand together against cancer i listened to a man calling this morning his daughter has breast cancer my my wife has it my mother-in-law so many in her family and i would just ask dab family let's stand together against this curse God bless you. God bless you, Brian and Jill, for this podcast. We give you praise, glory, honor to Christ Jesus for all that he is. Amen.
Good morning, Daily Audio Bible listeners. This is Cheryl from Tacoma. And today, January 21st, is uh, my son's 17th birthday. It is a son that I actually placed for adoption 17 years ago. I'm a birth mom, and today's story about Joseph really touched my heart because... As Brian was saying, Joseph could have been depressed about his situation and he could have stayed stuck um, and wallowing in that. And it just really gave me the encouragement about um, not becoming bitter and to move forward, but not on our own strength but the strength that God gives us. And I can attest that that is true. Every single day, asking God for strength to move forward and to keep going. And I'm so thankful and blessed that I know my son has a good home. But I know God will use this, and I am trying to look at the long view And I just want to reach out and say to any other birth moms, just God will give you the strength and it will turn out for the best. Jeremiah 29, 11 is the verse that I claim for this child. I love you all. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Hey, this is Ned Allison again. Wow, I got on the community prayer line this morning and I saw five hours. Oh my goodness, I think it is the longest that I have ever seen in DAB history since like the time began. So, but anyways, uh, you guys have been with me through breakfast, through working on projects, through lunch, through uh, uh, washing the dogs, making dinner. It's just been a great time, and, and I thank you guys for sharing that with me, and I, I'm glad to hear that. Claudia, oh my goodness, called about your son and asked if I can just get 10 people to pray. Uh, I, I called friends, and uh, it was amazing, and we prayed for your son, and what happened? Two calls later, you called back to say that your son had been overlooked and what, I guess he has a job now. Are you kidding me? Two calls later? Sister, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for calling back because you know what? We love to pray for you, and we also like to know that our prayers for everyone is answered, right? Uh, I also want to tell you guys, hey, yeah, last week my, my granddaughter Maeve had another surgery, and things went very well, and they're predicting that she should be out of the hospital very soon. Okay? Thank you all for that. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Sheila, and I'm out of Virginia. And I am seeking prayer for worry. I worry all the time. And there's no reason for me to. God has been good to me. And I really need some prayer for my anxiety. I just worry even when I see him working in my life. I have nothing in me. I have nothing in want. He has provided all my needs. He has provided all my protection. And yet, I still worry. I worry, I worry, I worry. So I need you all to pray for me. Pray for my family, that he keeps 
being a stable mind and focused on him because I know it's the work of the devil that is taking my mind off of him and onto my situation. So I ask again for prayer, for worry. God does not like a worrier, and I do it constantly. Constantly, I'm wondering, what if, what if? And it shows my doubt in his power. So I just ask for prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hi, this is John from Edmonds. Hey, I was just listening to um, Harold from St. Louis, who's not a believer, um, but has been listening while you train. And I was really moved, man, by your testimony about what uh, listening to the Bible has done for you and your heart's desire to become closer to, you know, this who God is, who is drawing you in by uh, through this podcast, but because he loves you so much. And so I was moved to call and to tell you how much God loves you personally and Jesus loves you personally and uh, and thanks for your for your word I think it's going to help a lot of people and uh, yeah great blessing over your life and thank you family uh, for everybody and for this uh, wonderful